0: Hi, I'm Sandy, and this is episode 12 of my Quarantine podcast. If you've heard the intro before, or you just want to get to someone else's voice, you can skip the next minute. I live in Cefalu, a small town in Sicily, but right now I can't leave my apartment, thanks to COVID-19. What I can do, fortunately, is talk to people all over the world, and that's mostly what I've been doing. I started with friends, and now it's evolved into the needlessly complicated task of making it to 100 people, in 100 countries. You can find out how I'm getting on at www.quarantinepodcast.com or follow me on Twitter at Quarantinepod. If you enjoy it, and I hope you do, you can help me out by spreading the word. Please share the site, say nice things about the podcast on your platform of choice, and if you live somewhere I haven't covered yet, drop me a tweet at Quarantinepod. I started out introducing these episodes with the sound of my neighbours singing from their balconies. But they've stopped that habit now, perhaps for the best. So instead, here's another group of people somewhere else in the world doing the same thing.
1: Good evening, or good morning, or good afternoon. Welcome. My name's Sandy, and this is day 26 of my personal quarantine. Thank you for listening. Today, I'm chatting with Brian, who's in Lima, in Peru. How are you doing, man?
2: uh pretty good. All things considered.
1: Excellent, excellent. And Paco, who is in Monterrey, right? Yes, Monterrey, Mexico. Amazing, fantastic. So. Brian, I'm going to start with you because this is the first time we've spoken, but we've known each other for a while. Can you explain to Paco what what put us in touch?
2: Yeah, so um, we are both cursed with supporting Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. I mean, it was a good (laughs) thing up until like about 18 months ago, but it's back to (laughs) the usual curse that that it is watching Uh, Spurs. Uh, We're we're on a a great forum, uh, Coys, come on you Spurs. Uh, where, yeah, I, I've seen uh, Sandy's uh, uh, made-up name, uh, King Pear. I've seen him for <laughs> about 15, 20 years. Uh, he, he's always quite well-spoken. Uh, I, I enjoyed reading his opinion. And, uh, yeah, he reached out to me because uh, I'm also, I, although I don't post that much, I um, occasionally I have pearls of wisdom to share And I was actually sharing a perspective from Peru about what's going on with how COVID is affecting society, and what I was doing in my lockdown days. So he reached out to me to do that. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah.
2: Nice, nice to reach out to.
1: You don't sound, from your accent, as though you're a native of Lima. How did you? How did you end up there?
2: Um. How do I summarise this? Uh, (laughs) My month Peruvian. I'm actually English, obviously. Uh, my mom's Peruvian. So I, I, I didn't always sound like this. I lived in Brazil as a kid. Oh, and when wow. we moved back to England in 1990, I, I had a, a weird American accent. I, I'm not sure what it was, but it, it, I didn't fit in with everyone. So I had to sort of begin to imitate how people spoke. Um, oh, Wow. But uh, I, I kind of knew that I would always end up back in South America at some point, And life developed in a way where it allowed me to escape from England and the rat race there and just joined a different rat race. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm kind live like a king. Or anything. I joined a different rat race, but there's, yeah, you know, there's occasionally sun here. So I prefer that.
1: And um, you work with, with entrepreneurs for a, a non-profit organization, is that right?
2: Yes. Uh, so I work for a a non-profit called Entrepreneurs Organization, an organization (laughs) for (laughs) entrepreneurs. It's uh, it's called EEO for sure. Uh, and, and yeah, it's really good. I've been working for six, six years now, nearly seven. And I work for, for the LAC region and I've got to meet all kinds of entrepreneurs who do amazing things. Yeah, these are, these are the modern day uh, world changers game-changers especially in Latin America where it's so difficult to like get a business up and running we even have a a group in Monterrey actually a very strong group of entrepreneurs in Monterrey Uh, oh cool yeah you're gonna gonna,
1: I'm gonna have to tap you up for some business advice at some point because I'm about two years into running my own business and uh, at the moment Things are a little bit up in the air. We were doing a theatre tour around Italy, and we do summer camps here. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting time. Uh, now I've now yeah, I've got I your contact
2: information. The <laughs> I don't think anyone has the answers to how
1: to, to get around this. <laughs> oh come on! I was I was counting on you for the answers, um, Paco. Man, so one. Once upon a time, Brian Paco was, was one of my closest friends. Uh, we haven't seen each other though for about fifteen years, probably a little bit longer. Paco, why don't you explain how we came to know each other?
3: So I entered this amazing program, or what I thought was an amazing program, uh, in uh, the Central School of Speech and Drama in London, where I wa- I was an actor already in Mexico. And uh, I decided to become even more professional by starting a master's degree in classical acting. And I met amazing people. Um, Sandy was one of them. We were really close. English people are so smart. Um, They're so sophisticated. Um, It's lies. It's lies. It's just the accent. (laughs) It's it's true. (laughs) It's true. Everybody's really nice. Everybody's really helpful. I had an amazing time there, and um, well, after my visa ran out in London, they kicked me out, so I had to come back to Mexico. See, they're and not then...
1: smart. They're not smart. Think if think people were well, smart, uh, we would have kept
3: <laughs> Not um, so nice, either. So, yeah. And uh, uh, well, they were really nice about it. It's like, you still have a month <laughs> and a half to leave. Uh, please pack your bags and leave. Um, oh. So... I tried to get a visa back. I couldn't. So I came back to Mexico, and I thought I was going to get a visa to go back. But then um, love smacked me in the face, and I fell Uh, in love.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. So I didn't chase the visa anymore. And then um, I started doing some theater work down here, and then that became another business. And then I started teaching, and... Things got on top of each other, and I got married, and and that's it. Like, I have and two kids. Um, I was going to say, you got a family, right? Yes.
1: How are they doing?
3: They're doing... We're loving this. I know it's quite unusual, but we're loving nice. this confinement, this restriction mm. of going out. We can spend a lot of time together. We do either way, but even more so now. Um uh, because i'm a teacher i'm the drama teacher of a private school here in Monterrey, mexico my wife is a is a teacher here at the private school as well so we share a lot of time and we spend a lot of time together so it's all golden it's all happy times everything's good
1: <laughs> happy times happy times i want to like I want to just say, Brian, when when I was going through through the ups and downs of student life as a as a student actor, Paco introduced me to this little mantra of his happy times. And um I don't want to embarrass anyone, but I've heard that phrase said in that voice probably thousands <laughs> and thousands of times in the past 15 years, to hear it said out loud. Yeah, and not just reverberating around my memory is an absolute treat i find it's, uh, it's 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 a wonderful simple way to uh, to look at the world paco i'm going to get you to explain more of the happy times philosophy in a minute okay. um, you've got your you've got your your family around you brian i can see that you're not alone as well you've got um <laughs> one of the best things of talking to brian is that i'm also talking to his dog um, he's sitting on his lap, enjoying some, some shin scratches as we speak. Uh, what's, what's his name, Brian?
2: His name's Mando. Uh, we named him after the Mandalorian
1: because yeah.
2: Baby Yoda was just too long. So we, <laughs> we decided to call him Mando. Uh, he, he's a rescue dog. So we actually got him, huh. uh, three days before the country went on lockdown. So, um, he's given me an excuse to go out every day just so he can do his business.
1: Okay. You've got a strategic dog. That might Honestly, be the if, single if best response like, to this situation.
2: Renting dogs just before this, this happened, I think they would have made a fortune.
1: But yeah,
2: he's, a, he's made it a lot bearable.
1: What's, um, what breed is he? He's a,
2: a deer-faced
1: chihuahua. A deer-faced Apparently. chihuahua? Yeah, I've
2: never oh. heard of him we just needed something small because <laughs> we only have a small apartment here. Right. I, actually got him for, right. I actually got him. I agreed to get him so that my wife would take him for walks because I don't think she walks enough. She drives everywhere. And now nobody's yeah. allowed out of the house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's a,
1: he is a little superstar. I love it. Um, so you live, you, you've lived in, in Brazil and in Peru and in the UK. I've got a spanish language question for both of you guys before we start um because i've discovered something over the past couple of weeks in italy right my italian is very much a work in progress um how hmm. do you say hospitalized like if someone is sick and they they go into hospital what's the word that they use in the in the stats when they're talking about uh, covid or anything else in, in spanish
2: okay. In Peru, I mean, Me- Mexican is its own language, to be fair. Uh, right.
1: in, <laughs> Peru, <laughs> in Peru, it's internado.
2: Internado. You can't say hospitalizado,
1: so, but people tend to say internado. So, in, in, uh, in Italian, the word is ricoverato. Ricoverato. And I've so been really seeing that when. Well, no. This is what I thought, right? Because in English, obviously, recovered is is a yeah. lot better. Um, but here, That's it's right used to say that you've been admitted into hospital. Which, which I have to say, made the 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 statistics that were coming out suddenly look a lot less good when uh, when I realised that that was what I was looking at. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah. Man, well, life. The thing here is. is... It says uh, it is. We have an old language of our own, but still, it is about the same thing. So, mm-hmm. hospitalizado yeah. means that you were in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Internado means that you have to stay in the hospital. Ah, okay, good point. Okay, so like hospitalizado is like okay, I went to the hospital, I was hospitalized for a mm-hmm. while, but I didn't have right. to stay. I didn't have to stay overnight. When you stay ah, okay. overnight. You go internado.
1: My Spanish was was so much better about two years ago before I moved to to Italy. Two years ago, I could I could almost have had this conversation in Spanish, and now sometimes I try and fall back into it, and it just does not come out of my mouth whatsoever. But uh, I guess I've got time to s- study. Um, so okay. Brian, I'm I'm really interested. You're you're working with these these entrepreneurs. Are they? Am I right in, in, in understanding they're mostly in Brazil? The guys that you work with.
2: So um, yeah, I'm like the guy for Brazil. That's that's my area.
1: Wow. Um,
2: so when gone. No 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 gone. Uh, well, well, when I joined EO as staff, uh, we only had like one chapter. We call them chapters, the local group in Brazil. Uh, now we have four. So it's been growing, but obviously, uh, with <laughs> with what's happening now we're mm. trying to retain everyone rather than keep growing um, and so you're working from go. home i yeah i work from home my life really hasn't changed that much except i can't go out and, and i kind of right. needed to go out because i work from home i needed that right. like once or twice a day to get out there and just see this guy yeah
1: and what are the rules like at the moment are you are, you can obviously you can take mando out for a walk but um, yeah. other than that, can you get out for exercise or is it just to buy things?
2: It's uh, strictly just to buy things and, and any uh, serious doctor appointment, maybe something at the pharmacy. Right. Um, Peruvians aren't great at following rules. So although it started off as like, you know, everybody's quarantined, you've got to stay in. Uh, they've had to yeah. get a bit more uh, demanding and a bit more uh, strict with their policies. Right now, we're at a stage where women are allowed out today uh, and uh, Tuesday and Thursday, and men are allowed out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.
3: Tuesday, yeah. they, when
2: I say allowed out, I mean just to go shopping and do these important things they have to do. Yeah. The problem has been that everybody's been going out once a day to buy a chocolate bar just because they can go out, mm-hmm. alleviate the boredom, get away from the family and the wife and kids, Yeah. You know, that kind of thing.
1: That's, um, that is interesting. So, I and mean, so, so, we as well.
2: Does,
3: does the government, does the police, like, is, is the military out there, like, keeping people from not leaving their apartments, not leaving their houses?
2: Yes, yes. The military was deployed immediately uh, from mm-hmm. day one. Uh, I saw a lot more of them in those first few days than I do now. Because the area that I live in, um, which is Miraflores, if you know Dmytro, it's uh, it's it's pretty affluent. Uh, people people are kind of like sticking to the rules more or less. It's in the less formal areas where uh, life is going on as normal when it shouldn't be. So that's where they mm-hmm. need, need more support for for the authorities.
1: Do you know something that that interests me a lot is that I've spoken to, I think I'm now up to about 22 different countries, people in 22 different countries doing this project. And I think people in about 19 of them have said at some point, people around here aren't very good at following the rules. (laughs) I've heard it from from China. I've heard it from Iran. I've heard it from Europe. The only place I haven't heard it from, I think, was Germany. Um, I don't want
2: to make any really
1: that. lazy <laughs> conclusions about nationalities, but uh, <laughs> and yeah. what,
3: what if what if you're lost in the gender continuum?
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's an interesting thing. So it, this this rule came in yesterday, and hmm. supposedly they're going by what is on your uh, Peruvian ID card, okay. regardless right. of like pre-op, post-op, uh, how you feel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have to draw the line somewhere. Right? Yeah,
3: they do. Yeah.
2: I heard this yeah. was actually a problem in Panama, uh, and I also thought there'd be more transvestites out on the street nowadays, but that hasn't seemed to happen.
1: It's um, it's interesting the restrictions that are put on people. I had um, it's a slightly embarrassing story because it does involve me breaking the rules, but um, I've now been at home except to go to the supermarket, which I've done about uh, three times for almost four weeks now. And a couple of nights ago, I live in a small town. A couple of nights ago at about two in the morning, I couldn't sleep. I've out on my balcony. There's no one around. It's absolutely silent. And I think, look, I'm just going to go for a little a little walk. I cannot possibly do any harm. I'm not going to meet anyone. No one's around. And I took myself away from the center of town and was then walking back in. To where I live so I really didn't see any sign of life and then I got stopped by a police car and they said what are you doing and I thought right okay clearly this is a problem even in the middle of the night and um, I did not have to pay a 400 euro fine which is what I'd been looking at if I'd been completely honest so I'd say well officer I'm just going to the cigarette machine down the road to buy some cigarettes and in italy that's a valid excuse to be out of so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Help! The, the help really, you can take exactly the same walk and not buy cigarettes and that's a crime but if you say you're buying cigarettes then um then you're fine now the only problem was he then said where do you live and the point where i was on my walk in the direction i was coming from did not match up with, I'm just on my way to the cigarette machine officer. So I had to say, oh, I live up there, I live up the hill. And he said, all right, and he drove off. And that was fine, except he then turned the corner and went back in the direction that I knew I had to go to get home. So I had like a five or 10 minute walk back to my apartment. And in that time I saw two police cars and I, <laughs> I had to hide behind a bush and then in a doorway, because I was so scared that they'd bump into me again and say, look, you said you were just going from here to here. What's going on? And um, I I learned my lesson. Um, It's a a strange thing. Like, I I completely support the importance of all this social isolation stuff. Um, I guess I just took a gamble that in the very middle of the night there wouldn't be any restrictions in a small town, but it's a sign of how seriously they are taking things in Italy for obvious reasons. Um, what about you Paco what's what's the situation in, in Monterey can you go out
3: I can go out I can do whatever I want uh, but uh, so I work at the American school here in Monterey and mm-hmm. the American school with other of uh, the private schools down here were very responsible and they shut off classes um, it was March 12th March 13th Friday the 13th Kids didn't come to school anymore. <laughs> uh, and we, from that point on, we were we were quarantined in our house by own choice. Not because the government said anything. Not because we, we were quarantined in our house by own choice. Um, a lot of people did that as well. People had been really responsible as well about it. But as it is, people tend to judge and people who have to go out who have to go to work? Who have to go to a factory, because they have no way of staying home and making the money, earning the living, mm-hmm. um, and that's the duality that they have down here. Is is like, how do I tell these people that they can't go out and make money? Sure. When if they they live on a day to day basis, uh, they make the money that they're gonna eat that night, right? Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of hard. Thank God that I work at a school. We're doing everything through digital distance learning. Mm. Um, everything's on platforms. We're doing everything through school. Kids are doing everything through digital platforms. But I always think poor guys or poor women, the people who were fired or can't go to their restaurant job or can't go to do their specific things because of what is happening. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of support of uh, money pool creations, where people put in money to buy what we call dispensers down here, which is like a like a groceries, groceries a groceries right. bag with like mm-hmm. the important stuff. Um, yeah, and we pay for other people's stuff in case other people don't have it. People are trying to help is, that way. Is there a lot of support
1: coming from the government? Um, I'm interested to know about Peru as well, but let's let's start in
3: Mexico. No, uh, not really, because they haven't said anything yet. They just right. say stay safe, um, stay away from each other, wash your hands, don't touch your face, those kind of things. But
1: that creates such a problem, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, and then the other thing just- is, uh, so for example, there's been two. Mass hysteria, like, okay, it's coming. So people ran and bought toilet paper. Toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. Yes. Yes. I bought alcohol, not because it says anything about me, but (laughs) I did that. Uh, And some toilet paper. But then, about two days ago, the local government here in Monterey said they will stop selling beer. And people (laughs) ran people wow. just flooded the stores oh my by God. beer alcohol and like all the stores have no beer whatsoever like one <sighs> single drop of beer in the store
1: that is such a terrible way to try and keep people apart from each other <laughs> and and to everybody's say,
3: together trying
1: <laughs> buying beer exactly it's <laughs> crazy What's, what about um what about peru how how are those things playing out there brian
2: So, yeah, I mean, I can identify a lot with uh, what Paco's saying because the the reality of almost all of Latin America is a lot of people live day to day. uh, Sure. And in in countries like Peru, and I'm sure in Mexico too, uh, well, here it's like 70% of the workforce is completely informal. So they don't have a real job. They they rely on like cash in hand uh, and then they take that home at the end of the day, week, or month. and and this uh, pausing of everything really really is affecting a lot of people, a lot of families, a lot of children. So what has yeah. the government done about that? Well, they've offered uh, uh, a bit of money, and I think it's it's about it's just over a hundred dollars for a couple of weeks for per person uh, that that they can buy groceries with. Honestly, mm. Peru that is, a, is a great place to live if you're poor in the sense that the food here is very cheap, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of very good food, very nutritious food, very cheaply available, especially if you get out of Lima. Good. Uh, so, you know, I, I really have to, and I don't want to get into politics. And I think uh, listening to all of your podcasts, everybody says, I don't want to get into politics. Then they go into yeah. politics. It's
1: uh, unavoidable, isn't
2: it? Here, <laughs> it yeah. Is, it is, unfortunate. The president here has done a, an excellent job of, of being really firm and really strong and really decisive before the shit hit the fan here. Because honestly, if the shit hit the fan yeah. here like it has done in other places, uh, it would be completely unsustainable yeah. for Peru. I mean, it just it the, the margin uh, to the point where it becomes just a disaster is so small. So they had to really act quickly. I was I did. was
1: really. Struck by that. I read that it was it was four days between the first case being confirmed in Peru and the schools closing, and then just another five days before everyone was put in this this quarantine. And that Mm -hmm. compared to what we've seen in Europe, for example, or or the US, Britain is Yeah. yeah, obviously close to both of our hearts. Like it's 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 so different. But I suppose if a government chooses to gamble that it has more healthcare infrastructure available that buys it time to keep the the economy going a little bit um i'm kind of hoping i don't want to put you under under pressure right now but i will we'll speak afterwards i'm kind of hoping you might have some contacts in brazil that i could speak I to do, because i haven't do. spoken to anyone there that would be that would be wicked but just by way of kind of a comparison from someone who's got a foot in both camps with regards to those kind of measures and the 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 consequences both for health and for the economy. How would you say the situations compare between Brazil and Peru? Um, It's
2: it's difficult to make a a direct comparison between Brazil and Peru because Brazil is a monster. It's so Mm. big, right? Mm. Um, They have a a, a huge, huge population as well. Peru has a 30 million population. Brazil has an estimated 180, 200 million population. Mm. Right. I mean, I don't really agree with the the president and and his attitude over there. It's a bit embarrassing. It seems to be like the nouveau politician is kind of like a clown dressed in a suit, saying stupid things and and tweeting rubbish. Uh, But it seems to be working for them. Uh, um, So, so, yeah, the situation there is a lot of people are having to self-isolate themselves, their own discipline. But again, people have to eat, so they have to go out and they have to uh, do their thing, so to get money mm. for their kids uh,
1: to eat. Otherwise, it it is interesting, and I, I I always try to avoid getting into at least like party politics. But one thing that's really struck me in these conversations is how often the people who say that where they are have the tightest regulations actually express the most confidence in their government. I was speaking to. A guy in South Africa, Justin, and he said that he he could not sing the praises of the South African government highly enough. And that was because they'd put some very strong measures in place early on. And I think it's interesting because in Europe, I have this sense that governments are nervous about putting in place measures that restrict freedoms, because obviously it's it's a very important principle. And yet when that happens. I feel like you often see a population that feels more reassured, feels more comfortable. I certainly felt it here in Italy that the two weeks when everything felt very tense and stressful were the two weeks when we knew it was in the country and it was spreading, but we could still move around freely and lives were were uninterrupted. And then once everyone was told to stay at home, that's when the solidarity started, the balcony singing started, the flags came out, the banners. Are there any, um, are there any like catchphrases or songs or things that people are putting on balconies, um, that you're seeing where, where you are, either of you guys?
3: Uh, Not really. My kid saw the videos and he wanted to play the piano on the balcony, and we did that for a little while, but then he got tired and mm. that was it. But, like, really, life here is normal. Just everybody is yeah. wearing some sort of um, mask, and uh, everybody's really careful about washing their hands. Um, yeah. Everybody's really careful about contact. Uh, but still, like, everybody's still out there working, and there's nothing that, right? Um, and how because how do, the government hasn't said feel? anything. For, for me, mm-hmm. and, and this is and this is how it's always like not always, but it, it tends to be that Mexico uh, the government's not very trustworthy, right? Mm-hmm. Um so you gotta fend for yourself, so you gotta think things so out for yourself and the local, well, not the local, the big businesses in Mexico are kind of stepping up for other people. So Mm -hmm. banks are kind of forgiving uh, the payment of credit cards and uh, saying kind of, because you still got to pay interest, but you don't have to pay the big amount of, of, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, food's giving, like, Two for one prices, and like they're trying to maintain their business any way possible. But Mm. I haven't, that's like, and so I tell you that people are, like, for example, down here, you go to a supermarket and there's old people bagging your groceries. Right. Those old people don't have a job anymore because everybody thought, like, well, the coronavirus, old people. Don't make So let's put all people back to their, send back to their homes, but they're mm. not making any money. So, so the big supermarket down here are saying whatever you give as a tip, you put in a box, and they'll duplicate it and send that to the different baggers kind of thing. Nice. So that's, we, that's really we have nice. a lot that happen. We have a lot of that happening, but the government actually saying that they're gonna give money, not that much. It's interesting. It's
1: I mean, it's lovely to hear that the big corporations, which certainly in Europe are, are not synonymous with spontaneous gestures of generosity, are stepping up and are, are doing their part. I'm interested to know a little bit about what your your personal experiences are in in quarantine when you're stuck at home. Um, Brian, how long has it been now since it must be? good couple of weeks that you've been...
2: Well, it's uh, it, it's still Monday, uh, March the 16th. <laughs> it's a really long Monday.
3: Yeah. <laughs> taking about yeah, 50
2: days i Mondays before.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everything people say about Mondays is true, huh? How... Yeah. Uh, these... So who... In, in in your apartment, there's you and there's Mando, who's still really enjoying the hell out of the attention that he's getting. Um, and <laughs> yeah. did you did you say you lived with a, a partner?
2: Yeah, I am my wife, my beautiful wife, right. who looks after me. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I need I need looking after. You
1: know. and, the and how, job. how oh, have weasel. you found? Well, yeah, amen to that. <laughs> um, how have you found the experience of this very long Monday, March the sixteenth?
2: um like, like i said because i work at home um work got a bit stressful we we're in a lot of crisis management that seems to have sure. settled down now in in week three yeah. we've just done week three since the lockdown um so essentially my life is pretty much the same except i have a dog now and <laughs> uh, i i can't go to the gym uh, uh which was my like daily yeah. escape i go for a run yeah, yeah. go to the gym go for a bike ride. Right? i live uh, a block away from the ocean, and and I live here on purpose because I wanted to be able to go and look at the ocean every day. Yeah. And I haven't been able to do that. you know? I can I can see it from like yep. really far away when I'm walking this guy to do his thing. Like oh, there's the sea, that little bit of blue grey. <laughs> um, it's it's. I mean, I, I'm fine. I I agree with what's being done. I just and and there's that thing of like you know, in England, you can go out for a run because and yeah. you went out yourself, you, if you go out for a run, I, I'm not going to go out and talk to people and, and, and cough on them and kiss them and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. do that anymore. I'm gonna, I am want to go for a little <laughs> bike ride. I want to go for a bike ride. I want to go, like, a, where nobody yeah. is. I, especially yeah. in, a, in a city, you need that escapism. Um, But the problem is, if everybody wants to do that, then, you know, we're not going to be at a point where
0: we're
1: isolating anymore it's then i guess difficult to, be- to understand you know understand who's out legitimately and who's out because they're going around to see their friends or whatever are you managing to to work out at home are you scratching at it yeah, that itch yeah I, I am i am
2: uh, it took a while to get used to doing that because yeah. it takes a lot more motivating than going to the gym going well i'm here now um, yeah but yeah I, I have managed to do that I've, I've lost a bit of weight i think i look better You've got to prepare for the apocalypse though, right? So I want
1: to be in shape. You're, you're looking well. I've got to say, I do like the, the Mohican that's just starting to crop up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, like it's, it's
2: three weeks old. Uh, it should be about ready for when we get that out. I have to wear my there's and take there's my
1: so many out. people who are shaving their heads out there because of this. I think it's fascinating. I've had a shaved head since last summer. And I've um, next time I go to the supermarket, I need to buy shampoo for the first time in about a year. Because I've just let my oh, wow. grow. Like you said, everyone's looking for a change. Um, it's funny, I last night, I am not someone who works out. I am not um, nearly as, as health conscious as I no doubt should be. But last night, I'd, I'd actually spent a couple of days where I basically hadn't got out of bed because I didn't have any podcasts that I was recording. I didn't have any particular appointments. I did a little bit of work on my laptop sitting in bed but I just couldn't find that motivation to to pick myself up and put my clothes on and um, I live on my own, I don't have the dog there's no, mm-hmm. there's, there's no external factors yeah. making I can relate to that Yeah. and yesterday evening I was just like this is enough and something in me went I'm going to put on some music and I'm just going to run on the spot in my apartment for like half an hour more or less and I don't do that Ever, but that is that is the sort of tangible impact of all this time cooped up indoors, and that was with a well, walk that shouldn't have taken. Uh, in the um,
3: what
1: about what about you, Paco? Um, you talked about your family and, and the positives of being able to spend time with them. What's it like,
3: or for, for, for since, them? Since we have kids, since we've had kids. Every day is a Monday, six thirty a.m. Every day, uh, so like wake up six thirty because they're awake and then just things start rolling. There's no, there's no excuse. You can't stay in bed. Like you just you have to go, and and then it becomes a, a habit. And then after a while. The kids are sleeping and you wake up at 6.30 it's like, let's go back to sleep. We can't. Okay, so let's do something. Um, The kids are having... The the hardest thing I think right now is um, doing the teaching job, doing my job at the same time that I'm homeschooling my kids. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the hardest thing to juggle and the kids' loss of structure... Um, kind of, they get a little crazy and little antsy and they start fighting each other so it's like, we bought a, a lot of stuff, I was going to say some bad words, but we got a lot of stuff <laughs> of like uh, candies and chocolates and like chips and everything that fights against going to the gym, right? Um right. And we just, we use treats and we go outside and we play a lot so it's like we're in school the whole time now and at all times, and but at the same time, it's really cool because we get to spend a lot of time together. Um, yeah, but how uh, old are they now? Paco is seven, and mm-hmm. Elena is four. Uh, ah. um, yeah, and, and what's how, how do you talk to them about the coronavirus? And, well, they, they, do, they do understand, they do understand mm. that. Because they know they've gotten sick before, so it's like when you get sick, you gotta stay in your house. And we 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 sold the idea that it's not about getting infected with the disease that we might have it, and so we don't want to infect others, and that's why we're staying at home. And I think that is the big magic. Like no, and my son's like no, we can't go outside because. We might have coronavirus so it, it has become this dealing with the whole issue of like we don't know what's happening and my parents live here like about two blocks away from my house and right. so so we ride the bikes we're like in an enclosed uh kind of little village place enclosed okay. area uh, within four walls, and my parents' house is inside the same four walls as the other house, as my house. And yeah. we ride the bike there, and my parents stay in the balcony, and we're on the street, and like we say hi, and we talk to my parents, and it's about the much contact as we have, right? The most contact yeah. I've had with anybody outside my family is with the Uber Eats driver and uh, <laughs> the Domino pizza delivery guy. Those guys ah, are keeping the
1: world that. go round, aren't
3: they? And I'm no, tipping, right. like I've never tipped before as well, because poor guys. Yeah. Um, but everything's like, thank you, leave at the doorstep, thank you, bye-bye, I can't come out right now, because the whole yeah. idea is that, that, and I think that's the, the mission I've had, is like, I might have it, so I don't want to spread it to you, so please stay away. I kind of just want to like loop that clip and
1: put it on YouTube and have it go viral because it's the best simple explanation of why everything that's happening in the world is, is happening at the moment. And there's something in explaining things that way, I think, that helps me personally feel calm about the situation and feel as though we're doing something collectively, productively, we are making a step to help people rather than taking a step Backwards out of fear, we're actually kind of coming forward as a society and learning how to do things that we we don't perhaps normally normally get to do. I don't know. I don't know.
3: Um, and I do find myself drinking a lot, a lot more than before. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's what happy it is. Time. They say rubbing alcohol in your hands kills it. So yeah. Why not do it the entire body?
1: You you gotta be careful though, because that stuff's not available in the shops anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know,
3: I know. That's you gotta you gotta, you gotta, you gotta
1: pace yourself. Um <laughs> can you can you Paco, can you quickly explain you probably don't even remember these conversations, but explain the happy times philosophy in your own words, because man alive it stayed with me.
3: As as I remember. Like, most of the times this was really drunk when we were talking about this. <laughs> uh, we were drunk. As I remember, it's all a matter of perspective, right? Yeah. And as I remember, and I think because I still do it, is that whatever happens, you got to look at, at the most positive way possible. So happy times has to be all the time. So if things are going the way they're going right now, find the good things that are happening right now, and those will be your happy times, right? Uh, we, we share, we have... I haven't talked to you in for, like, about 15 years, like this, right. face-to-face. Yeah. And happy times, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's good stuff in everything. And kind of, yeah. like, that's the whole... Like, it's been... It's transformed itself as I grow up and become more mature, and I lose more hair. But... Uh, <laughs> It's less the tequila involved. Will always be about uh, enjoying what is happening right now. Uh, try to be, and then with the whole mindfulness thing, and everybody's talking about that stuff, they they stole my idea. But it's all about <laughs> living in the moment and being present right now. Uh, so I could give of,
1: that. I could give that a round of applause. Isn't that? Isn't that like? I I almost want to put this clip on on YouTube instead of just release it as an audio podcast because. Brian and I have got the biggest smiles, and Paco as well. We've got the biggest smiles on our face just having this conversation, and you know, God knows I'm it's hard thinking, enough to find this man sometimes. Pa- pa-
2: Paco's definitely not a Spurs fan. That's all I'm.
1: Thinking <laughs> <about> that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to convert him. I tried to convert him. He's a, he's a, a proud fan of of uh, Monterrey, right? Monterrey. Los yes. yes.
3: mm. no, right. Monterrey. Not doing very good right now. Thank God so happy the tonight. league. The league got cancelled. The league got cancelled because of coronavirus. Yeah. So we're not this at the is, bottom of the, of the table anymore.
2: So happy times. <laughs> Hopefully, us too. This
1: is it. It's like Spurs fans the world over are going. Well, obviously, we didn't want this to happen, but if it was going to happen, it's happened at a good time. <laughs> Damn right. We were terrible this year. Ah, <laughs> oh, guys, I could, I could do this. I could do this forever. Um. On the subject of happy times, on the subject of smiles and and things that bring a little bit of lightness into this, one of the things I love is the way that everyone's talking to each other, everyone's sharing things, everyone's sharing jokes and memes and videos. Uh, have you seen anything that's come through to you in your Facebook groups or WhatsApp groups that, that has made you laugh? Anything stick out in your mind, Brian? Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of
2: stuff. Like, we humans, we're great at, like, just making fun out of any bad situation i love yeah. that and I'll, I'll always share stuff that makes me laugh to make others laugh uh just yesterday there was one that i saw you know now that men have to go out shopping without women um, yes so it's it's one of a man going out to buy potatoes and uh, i don't know if you know in peru there's uh 4, different types of potatoes this is our 100 <laughs> kilo of potatoes <laughs> And then the woman goes, "What kind of potatoes do you want?" She starts sweating, you know. It's like me and that, that guy sweating, perspiring. And then the struggle is real. I went out once to buy potatoes. <laughs> I was like, six potatoes. Which ones do you want? And she she only had like eight different types. And I was like, oh, I don't know what which ones oh. do I want. And I had to call my wife like, Why, Which potatoes do you want? Yellow potato, right? Yellow potato." <laughs> Seriously, four thousand potatoes. <laughs> four thousand. Imagine <laughs> that. In England, we have like two. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> ones with skin on and ones without skin on.
2: <laughs> so, Baked potato ones and then the other one, new potatoes,
1: yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's
2: it. That's that piece, yeah. yeah.
1: 4000 kinds of potatoes, man alive. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about you Paco, huh, man? Have you seen
3: anything good? I don't know why, but the past week they, they they've been sending memes about like saying the wrong thing in the house and right. like, have you seen have you seen the guys who carry the coffins and like, dance to like this weird techno music no <laughs> okay so so it supposedly I don't know I, I think it's Africa I, I have no idea because the people are African the people who are kind of carrying the casket are African and they carry the casket on their shoulders and they kind of dance to like this Music and they they're carrying the casket and they're like so what they're doing now is like you say the wrong thing and then clip change to the guys dancing with you in the casket kind of thing <laughs> so it's 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 all about like being very dramatic down here but it's all about the casket uh, the dancing wow. with the casket <laughs> it's all about the casket yeah <laughs> that's so it's like that's- don't say the wrong thing because you'll end up in the casket with the guys dancing under you. I
1: feel I'll send you, I feel as like that's far more profound than what made me laugh this morning, which <laughs> was uh, an illustration from Snow White and the seven dwarves, right? And Snow White's talking to the to the dwarves and she's saying, Look, guys, there's a nasty virus outside. You've all got to stay inside here where we're safe. And then she says, Except you sneezy, you can fuck off. <laughs> 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 I like I like the idea of the the, the dancing techno
2: See, so it like much.
1: yeah.
2: I, I think I saw one on. of those. It was like a, a guy says, "Hey Siri, call my girlfriend," and Siri hmm. responds, "Which one?" Which and a one? <laughs> stood behind him, like, looking at him
1: i need to see this i'm clearly way behind the time i will put these on our twitter feed which is at quarantine pod. um if you're listening to this thank you for listening to this i hope you're having as much fun as i am um and if you can help us spread the word As you know, I'm trying to get to 100 guests from 100 different countries, and it would be really helpful if we can get this spread as far and wide as we can to make that possible. Who knows? If this all runs on long enough, maybe I'll try and do every country in the world. Let's let's hope it's not actually that long. Um, Another thing... Another thing we've been talking about is is music and singing. And obviously in in Latin cultures, we've seen it here, people coming out onto their balcony and cheering themselves up by singing rousing songs. And I've been worrying that in Britain, they won't have enough good rousing music. They're stuck with the British national anthem, which is not one to quicken the pulse. So have you got any suggestions of songs that people in Britain can sing? Um To keep their chins up and their upper lips stiff.
3: Anyone? Macarena was always good back then. (laughs) (laughs) It's timeless. Yeah, I'm not. It's it's maybe time to revive it. Uh, The dance steps are easy.
1: Uh, (laughs) So I saw an amazing video from Spain a couple of days ago of um, a big, like all the people living on two sides of this big street in these apartment blocks had obviously coordinated this. Do you know the song, the Queen song, I Want to Break Free? Yeah, yeah. Which is a great song for these times. It's it's,
3: it's Freddie Mercury with the vacuum cleaner, right?
1: Exactly, right. And they've all dressed up (laughs) as Freddie Mercury with the vacuum cleaner. So all these guys come out of their windows and they're all in drag. They're all dressed up. And they've all got, like, feather dusters and mops and vacuum cleaners. And they're <laughs> all singing and dancing along to I Want to Break Free. <laughs> so, I'll, put, I'll put that on Twitter as well. I, I is mean, there, that's
2: pretty appropriate when we're all on really lockdown. Is. I want to break free,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Any? Have you got any advances on that? Or should we just recommend I Want to Break Free, Brian? Uh, I was
2: actually thinking Queen too, but um, uh Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, that will cover all the types of music
1: you need, you know. Everybody and also, bit rhapsody. It goes on a bit, so it'll really pass the time.
0: <laughs> by the
1: time you, yeah. by the time you finish the guitar solo, maybe we'll all be allowed to go outside. Um, guys, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, it's so lovely to meet you, Brian. Thank you so much for for taking a bit of time to come and chat to us. We'll talk Brazilian contracts after this. Um, yeah best of luck with all your your entrepreneurs um, take care Amando, and uh, Paco such a pleasure man I Guys, can't believe like, always,
3: like always happy times like you actually I missed you a <laughs> lot dude I missed uh, that serene sense of you even though you think you're not you are you're pretty at peace dude. Uh, it was amazing to meet you Ryan really Really cool, man. Nice and I hope everything goes, goes amazingly well, like it has been up to now. And hello to your wife and Sandy, yeah, whoever is in your, your family apartment family there? there.
1: Lots, lots of love to your your wife and kids, Paco. Thank you. Um, we're going to finish the way that we've finished every episode by giving a big round of applause as they are in loads of countries. Now started in Spain seems to be going on all over the world to all the doctors, all the nurses who are keeping everybody safe, everyone else who works in the health service as well, the pharmacists and the porters, the everyone who keeps that infrastructure turning deserves so much love and applause. And we're also going to give a, a shout out to some, some other people who would you guys like to give a, send some particular love and good vibes to?
3: I would say to all the people that even though they we are quarantined and we're supposed to be quarantined, that they, they're they out there still working and doing what they have to do, even though they're not actually trying to save people from the disease, but they're there, I don't know, working at a factory or... yeah. To, taking things back and forth or going door-to-door, I don't know, all the people who can't afford to stay home. And that's, it, there's a risk
1: involved. There's a real sacrifice yeah. involved in, because everybody's safer in their homes. We know that. But people who are still going out to make sure there's food on the table, to make sure that the lights still turn on when we flick the switch to make sure that we, we talk to each other on the internet. And yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so, so important. Uh, Brian, is there anyone you'd like to send particular? Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, I'd, I'd love to be able to like pick up the Uber Eats guys and pizza deliverers, but we don't have them here. It's all like we, no know oh, but, but even though they've been sweating me a couple of times for walking Mando, I want to say it big up to the police. Um, because you know they've got a tough job. Nobody likes them when they're telling them to go back in, but they're doing it for the good yeah. of everyone, for so the greater good. So fair play. Oh, for they get paid like pit, pennies here. You know. Yeah, fair play that's, for the guys. that's a
1: that's a that's a really great point. Um, a friend of mine in Madrid posted a status on Facebook a couple of days ago, saying he now knows. The, he's got a little dog as well and he now knows the police who work his area so well that they greet the dog by name he said they don't know his <laughs> name but they know the dog's name <laughs>
2: so, keep so yeah that, guys. i
1: totally agree totally agree with that that's a really good point um i'm going to give a personal shout out to everyone who's been helping me find guests for this this project it's um it's It's sometimes challenging to be in a small apartment on your own. One of the things that makes it so much easier is being able to talk to people. One of the things that's really given me a a sense of structure and a sense of purpose is doing these podcasts. And I'm just coming into contact with more and more really fascinating people who've got great stories to tell. Um, I want to give a particular shout out to a guy called Alistair, who. Paco you know he was at Central with us Amazing and he guy. has in the past couple of days he's put me in touch with half of Asia we've got people coming on I'm so excited <laughs> to talk to journalists love and sports coaches yeah well that is that is true from from Hong Kong from Singapore from the Philippines I'm really really excited um so thank you to everyone who's been helping with the podcast thanks one more time to you Brian thanks Paco Thanks to That's everyone perfect. who's still working, keeping the world turning. Thanks to the police. Thanks to everyone who's finding guests. Lots of love. See you next time.
2: Goodbye.
3: Have big times, guys. Have big times. Happy times, Thank
0: Happy. you.